0: Morning and welcome to the proactive IT cybersecurity daily number three seventeen. It is Friday, March fifth, twenty twenty one. I'm your host, Scott Gunbar. And more details after office supply retailer turned MSP hit with cyber attack. This podcast is brought to you by Nwaj Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com That's N-W-A-J tech.com. Good morning. Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily, the Friday edition. We love Fridays, right? Wherever you listen to this, if you could like, share, comment, to review, that would be spectacular. If you do that, we will come back next week and keep recording. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn, type get HIPAA compliance into the search and join the group. We have a pretty good chunk of HIPAA news to share today. But before we get to that, let's talk about the release by the C- CISA and the NSA, joint NSA and CISA guidance on strengthening cyber defense through pro- protective DNS, a national security agency. NSA and CISA which is cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency try to say that five times fast have released a joint cybersecurity information sheet with guidance on selecting a protective domain name service or system it's actually protective domain name system service as a key defense against malicious cyber activity protective DNS can greatly reduce the effectiveness of of ransomware phishing botnet and malware campaigns by blocking known malicious domains. Additionally, organizations can use DNS query logs for incident response and threat hunting activities. And this is something that we use as part of our stack. Uh, and I highly recommend that you do the same in your environment because as, as this says, and as, and so that link, there's a link to the actual, uh, process of selecting, it's five pages, process of selecting a domain name, a protective domain name service system or system service. Yeah, that's another one. Try to say that five times fast. But anyway, um, blocking out some of that content will significantly reduce um, the chances that you're going to be breached. And also from CISA, update to alert on mitigating Microsoft Exchange server vulnerabilities. We've heard all about this by now. CISA is aware of threat actors using open source tools to search for vulnerable Microsoft Exchange exchange servers and advises entities to investigate for signs of compromise from at least September 1st, 2020. CISA has updated the alert on the Microsoft Exchange server vulnerabilities with the additional detailed mitigations. So there are some mitigation efforts which probably include patching and checking to see if you have been breached. Um, I'm seeing quite a few I'm seeing a lot of activity in, on, in the IT forms and stuff like that. people already been uh, compromised so if you have ex- on-prem exchange servers, you better look into it if you have not already patched and already determine whether or not you've been breached. On Bleepy Computer, Microsoft reveals three new malware strains used by SolarWinds hackers. So they have now found, I believe that brings it to six. So before they had the sunburst backdoor and teardrop malware um, during the SolarWinds supply chain attack as Nobelium. That's the attacker's name, Nobelium. And I thought there was a third one that they had earlier but now they have three more so Goldmax, max i think it is it's s-i-b-o-t and gold finder the nobelium hackers use these malware strains during the late stage activity between august and september of 2020 S- still believe that nobelium it is believed that nobelium dropped them on compromised solarwinds customers system as early as june of 2020 according to microsoft these Malware strains come with the following capabilities. So GoldMax, Go-based malware, and there's been a lot of talk about Go-based malware as well. So used as a command and control backdoor for hiding malicious activity and evading detection. It also has a decoys network traffic generator for concealing malicious network traffic with seemingly benign traffic. Cybot, S-I-B-O-T, again, it's a VB script, Visual Basic Script-based malware used for maintaining persistence and downloading additional malware payloads using a second-stage script, and Gold Finder, Go-based malware, most likely used as a custom HTTP tracer tool for detecting servers and redirectors, like network security devices between the infected devices and C2 server, C2 being command and control server. So, And then also, on top of that, FireEye also shared information, FireEye, again, also shared information on another new second-stage backdoor discovered on servers of an organization compromised by SolarWinds hackers, and they believe the new malware dubbed Sun Shuttle is linked to SolarWinds hackers, tra- tracked as unc two five two four five two by FireEye, Stellar Particle by CrowdStrike, Solar Storm by Palo Alto Unit 42, and Dark Halo Vile- tracked by Velexity and now Nobellum Microsoft. So, for whatever reason, every entity has their own name for this group. But um, nonetheless, more malware is discovered and it just keeps compiling you know we can we continue to learn of new victims of this attack uh not going to be pretty and i saw something i think they said we wouldn't know the full impact for at least another 18 months i don't remember if it was 12 months or 18 months but it was it was some some time before we would know um it's uh you know we when we first learned of this we said it was going to be ugly and it's ugly VMware releases fixed for severe ViewPlanner RCE vulnerability. Again, RCE is remote code execution. VMware has addressed a high-severity, auth- unauthenticated remote code execution vulnerability. in VMware ViewPlanner allowing attackers to abuse servers running unpatched software for remote code execution. ViewPlanner is a free tool for benchmarking desktop client and server-side performance in virtual Desktop infrastructure environments. The vulnerability was discovered and reported by VMware by to VMware by Positive Technologies. Web application security expert Mikhail Klyuch, Klyuchnikov, Klyuchnikov. I think I got that right. Um, so, and did VMware release a patch? Yeah. So that's the you know that's the whole idea. They have a fix for the for for this View Planner remote code execution vulnerability. You should apply that fix. The CompuCom MSP that we told you about yesterday was hit with a cyber attack. There wasn't a whole lot of details. There is some more details now. It was dark side ransomware cyber attack. US managed service provider CompuCom has suffered a dark side ransomware attack leading to service outages and customers disconnecting from the MSP's network to prevent the spread of malware. CompuCom is an IT-managed service provider that provides remote support, hardware, and software repair, and other technology services to companies. CompuCom is wholly owned subsidiary of the ODP Corporation, which is Office Depot and Office Max, and employs approximately 8,000 people. Some of the past and existing customers of CompuCom include well-known names such as Home Depot, Target, Citibank, Wells Fargo, Truist Bank, and Lowe's. over the weekend CompuCom suffered an outage that prevented customers from accessing the company's customer portal to open troubleshooting tickets when visiting the portal the website greeted customers with a general message er, er, general error message stating an error occurred while processing your request Bleepy computer was told that Compucom began contacting customers to alert them that they had been compromised by malware soon after the attack however customers were not told what type of attack occurred and whether it was ransomware in later conversations with affected customers, Bleepy Computer learned that CompuCom had disconnected their access to some customers to prevent the malware spread. Another customer told us that they had detached from CompuCom's virtual desktop infrastructure to ensure their data was not affected by the attack. Multiple people also told Bleepy Computer that this was a ransomware attack, but we could not confirm independently if this is true. That's Bleepy Computer couldn't confirm that. After reaching out to CompuCom about the attack, the company issued a statement to Bleeping Computer stating that they suffered a malware incident and that there is no evidence of it spreading to customer systems. Today, compcom CompiCom customer shared a customer FAQ regarding malware incident that provides more details about the attack than the company shared in their press release. According to the FAQ, CompiCom was breached by threat actors who installed cobalt strike beacons on several systems in their environment. These beacons allow remote threat actors to access to remote threat actors access to network to steal data spread of to other machines and ultimately deploy the ransomware which threat actors deployed on february 28th so about a week ago not even really based on our experts' analysis to date we understand that the attacker deployed a persistent cobalt strike backdoor to several systems in the environment and acquired administrative credentials these administrative credentials were then used to deploy the dark side ransomware copycom faq reads cobalt strike is increasingly being deployed through a variety of trojans installed via phishing campaigns these trojans include bizarre loader Trickbot, z loader and QBot. now that dark side ransomware has been confirmed to be behind the attack it is likely that the threat actors harvested unencrypted files before encrypting the devices so in other words data was probably stolen um more than likely was stolen and then they were encrypted no idea what that data was they have not confirmed that this occurred through a phishing attack, but again, it is the, there's a sentence here that says cobalt strike is increase, increasingly being deployed through a variety of Trojans installed via phishing campaigns. So I shared a statistic with you yesterday that said 35% of cyber attacks occurred through software um, breaches and uh software exploits which means most of the time means patching issues or or lack of patching and 33% occur through phishing so that's almost 70% of all cyber attacks right there and if that's the case they have you know they got they got fished and then may have done more damage because software updates were not applied and some hipaa breaches to talk about Ally Align Health, a Glen Allen VA or Virginia-based Medicare Advantage health plan administrator, has started notifying members and providers about an attempted ransomware attack that occurred on November 13th. According to breach notification letters sent to affected individuals, Ally Align Health first became aware of the cyber attack on November 14th, 2020. So that is what one, two, three, almost four months ago. So they did not meet the 60-day rule notification. Or notification rule. An investigation of the incident found the system's access by attackers contained members' first and last names, addresses, dates of birth, social security numbers, Medicare, health insurance claim numbers, Medicare beneficiary identifiers, medical claims histories, health insurance policy numbers, and other medical information. Providers affected by the breach have been notified that names, addresses, dates of birth, social security numbers, and counsel for affordable quality health care credentialing information may have been compromised. It is unclear exactly how many individuals have been affected by the incident, so even four months later, we still don't know. According to the breach notification sent to Maine Attorney General, the protected health information of 76,348 individuals was potentially compromised in the breach. The breach report submitted to the Department of Health and Human Services Office of Civil Rights indicates 33,932 individuals have been affected. The 33,932 individuals could be members and the rest providers. The attorney general notification indicates that breach was discovered on February second, twenty twenty one. This could be the date when the breach investigation was completed and the number of individuals affected became known. So again, they're saying that they just the the notice says that they didn't find it until February second, but in reality, they knew about it back in November. It looks like, um, I don't know. Uh, the Sierra Vista, Arizona-based ophthalmology and optometry provider Cochise Kochi, Eye and Laser experienced a ransomware attack on January 13th that resulted in the encryption of its patient scheduling and billing software. The attack prevented Cochise Eye and Laser from accessing any data in its scheduling system. Eye care services continued to be provided to patients, and the practice reverted to be using paper charts, according to a February 17, 2021, breach notice on its website, paper charts were still in use as the scheduling system remained out of action. So that's more than a month later, and that's still down. The investigation into the ransomware attack found no evidence to indicate any patient data were exfiltrated prior to the encryption of files. However, data that de- data theft could not be ruled out. The types of information potentially accessed by the attackers included names, dates of birth, addresses, phone numbers, and for some individual social security numbers. Since the attack, Kochi's Eye and Laser has been working on improving security of its systems and is implementing a new off-site backup system. Efforts to recover the un- encrypted data are ongoing and patient charts will be used to rebuild its schedules. The ransomware attack has been reported to HHS Office of Civil Rights as affecting up to 100,000 patients. Petersburg Medical Center in Alaska has discovered an employee accessed the medical records of certain patients without authorization when there was no legitimate work reason for doing so. An internal investigation was launched as soon as the authorized act, unauthorized access was discovered and the medical center was satisfied that there have been no further disclosures by the employee and no patient information was removed from the medical center. Following the breach, the medical center took steps to prevent the employee from accessing any patient records, now or in the future, it is unclear whether the sanctions included termination. Well, if, I mean, in the future, I don't know how. I don't know. Steps have been. I don't know anymore. Steps have been. Have since been taken to prevent any further privacy violations at the medical center and affected individuals have been notified by mail. I just don't know anymore. Like, uh, or if you're keeping an employee on who knowingly violated HIPAA and privacy rules, then. I don't know what you're supposed to do at that point how you how do you justify that but two ransomware breaches and one uh, insider threat you know no phishing at least that's going to well none that we're aware of anyway that's going to do it for this edition of the product of it Cybersecurity daily so until monday stay healthy stay safe and stay secure